Good morning and welcome to the first of our morning prayers with St Cuthbert. The format of this time is straightforward. There are essentially four parts to it. After an opening prayer, we begin with praise in the form of a psalm. This is followed by a reading from God's Word, the Gospel of Luke. And that's followed by a short prayer focusing on Christ. Then comes a reading from Peter's Life of Cuthbert. That's then followed as we bring our pain and the pain of the world before God in our intercessions, followed by a collect, the Lord's Prayer, and finally a prayer for ourselves. The pace is deliberately slow to allow time for meditation and reflection. Let us pray. God of time, God of space, fill this moment with your grace. God of motion, God of peace, from each sin give release. God of quiet, God of might, keep us ever in your sight. Amen. Psalm 1 Blessed are they who have not walked in the counsel of the wicked, nor lingered in the way of sinners, nor sat in the assembly of the scornful. Their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. Like a tree planted by streams of water, bearing fruit in due season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, it shall prosper. As for the wicked, it is not so with them. They are like chaff which the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked shall not be able to stand in the judgment, nor the sinner in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked shall perish. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. O Christ, our wisdom, give us delight in your law, that we may bear fruits of patience and peace in the kingdom of the righteous, for your mercy's sake. Amen. Chapter 1 of the Gospel according to St. Luke Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, 
most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things that you have been taught. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord, but they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now while he was serving as priest before God when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. And he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Zachariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me, to take away my reproach among the people. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. 
And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob for ever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Here ends the Gospel of our Lord. Christ in my beginning, Christ there at my end, Christ be in my journey, Christ everlasting friend, Christ be in my waking, Christ at my repose, Christ in every action, Christ when eyelids close. Amen. Chapter 1 of Bede's Life of Cuthbert The beginning of our account of the life and miracles of the blessed Cuthbert is consecrated by the words which the prophet Jeremiah uses of the state of perfection of the hermit. It is good for a man to have borne the yoke in his youth. He shall sit in solitude and be silent, because he will raise himself above himself. For it was the sweetness of this way of life which led Cuthbert, in his earliest youth, to put his neck to the yoke of monastic discipline. Later, when the opportunity arose, he embraced the hermit's life, and lived a long while in silence, pleased to forego the speech of men for the delights of divine contemplation. To fit him for these tasks, the grace of God urged him on, little by little, in the way of truth from his earliest years. Up to his eighth year, the end of infancy and the threshold of boyhood, he had no mind for anything but games and carefree play, so that what was said of Samuel might well be said of him, he did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of God revealed unto him. This is as a prelude to my praise of his boyhood. Later he came to know the Lord perfectly, and opened the ear of his heart to receive his word. He loved games and pranks, as was natural at his age, loved to play with other children, he was naturally agile and quick-witted, and usually won the game. 
He would often still be fresh when the rest were tired, and would look round in triumph, as though the game were in his hands, and ask who was willing to continue. He used to boast that he had beaten all those of his own age, and many who were older, at wrestling, jumping, running, and every other exercise. For when he was a child, he understood as a child. But when a man, he put away childish things. And Providence chose a very suitable way of checking his childish ardour. Bishop Trumwine of happy memory tells the story as he had it from Cuthbert himself. One day a great crowd of lads were at their usual games in a field, Cuthbert among them twisting themselves about in all kinds of contortions in the excitement of the game. Suddenly, a child no more than three years old ran up to him and began to upbraid him with all the solemnity of an old man for his idleness and indulgence in games, saying he would do better to exercise a steady control over mind and body. When Cuthbert ridiculed the idea, the child threw himself wailing to the ground, the tears pouring down his cheeks. The others rushed to comfort him, asking why it suddenly burst into tears, but to no avail. When Cuthbert himself tried to cheer him up, he cried out, Why, most holy priest and bishop Cuthbert, do you persist in doing what is so contrary both to your nature and your rank? How ill it befits you to play with children whom the Lord has marked out to instill virtues into your elders. Cuthbert took this good-naturedly, and listened indeed with rapt attention, and soothed the child's feelings with a friendly show of affection. He forsook his foolish games at once, and went home. From then on he showed himself more mature and earnest, as the spirit who had spoken to him through the mouth of an infant, spoke to him now in the recesses of his heart. Let it not cause astonishment that God should check the folly of a child by a child. Did he not, when he thought fit, restrain the foolishness of a prophet by putting human words into the mouth of an ass? One can truly say in his praise, out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, Thou hast perfected praise. And now we come to our prayers of intercession, where we hold the world before God. Heavenly Father, for your holy people, that they may triumph over evil and grow in grace, we pray to you, O Lord, For the leaders of the nations, that you will guide them in the ways of mercy and of truth, we pray to you, O Lord. For the needy, that they may not be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away, we pray to you, O Lord. For the sick in body, mind and spirit, that they may know your power to heal. We pray to you, O Lord. 
for the poor in spirit, that they may inherit the kingdom of heaven and see you face to face. We pray to you, O Lord. And so we commend the world for which Christ suffered to your mercy and protection, O God. The Lenten Collect Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all them that are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And finally, a prayer for ourselves. Eternal God, who knows neither morning nor evening, yet wraps us in love both night and day, lift the curtain from the world and the veil from our hearts. Rise with the morning sun upon our souls and enliven our work and prayer. May we walk this day in the steps of your Son, who lived on earth and who always worked in harmony with your will. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.